welcome to the Hobby Tassel podcast. I'm Gemma. And I'm Candice. This is the podcast for creatives run by two fellow business owners who discuss the ups and downs of creative entrepreneurship. From dealing with imposter syndrome to celebrating new business milestones, we're here to talk about all of them with you. Hi, welcome to the Hobby to Hustle podcast. My name is Candice. I'm with Gemma today. And today we're going to be talking about how to take a break. So switching off. If you are like Gemma and myself, we're both workaholics, then it requires a lot of planning to kind of ease your anxiety. So I'm going to hand this off to Gemma first because she is the planning person out of the both of us. So Gemma, how do you plan how to switch off? So I plan in advance. So that's a big thing for me when it's for longer breaks. Sometimes there's days where I'm like, oh, I've had enough (laughs) and then I'll just switch off for the day but we're talking more about long breaks like a week or more so I plan that in advance so it's May early May as we're recording this and I've planned that I will be taking a week in June off Um, so I've put that in my calendar I've basically blocked off the week so I know that when I go to put anything in that I can't because that is a week off. Um, so if you're planning your time off, you also want to make sure you kind of work backwards. So if you know you're off for this week, when are you going to set your out of offices? When are you going to have your last shipping date, um, etc. Right, yeah, that's what I'm doing too. So some of you guys don't, most of you guys don't know this, but we are going to be taking a break at the end of well basically this is the last episode before we take a break and we will be returning in September. Now this was actually a little bit more um, advanced than we initially planned and the reason is because I'm going to be getting an operation done on my eye and one thing that Gemma said that was really important is shipping. So if you are a retail business like myself and you need to ship things and get that done, definitely work backwards. So my operation day is on May 11th. I'm not going to be shipping anything on the day of my operation, probably not even the day before. So what I'm doing is I plan to actually close my shop a few days in advance because even if someone orders something on the last day that I close, then at least I have a few days to ship out those things, which is going to be a few days before my operation. And um, yeah, because if you, for whatever reason, you get an influx of orders and let's say you have like two days before you get on a plane, you're, (laughs) what are you going to do, right? Because you close (laughs) your shop two days. And a lot of times people have um, two to three business shipping times. So yeah, definitely plan that. And also plan in time when you get back to allow yourself to ease back into work. So some may know, some may not know, but I went to Japan recently for a couple of weeks and it was great, but also exhausting. (laughs) I still feel like I'm recovering now and it's been like three weeks. But a mistake I made is, you know, booking in couple of workshops the weekend after I returned I thought oh a week and a half that's plenty of time (laughs) it was not I was still exhausted and I didn't know what was going on in my business because I'd done a good 
job of actually switching off. So just consider that, allow yourself some time to slowly ease your way back into business rather than thinking, ah, I've got to do all this stuff because it it was a bit like that when I returned. Yeah, I was shocked. I I knew you had a workshop. I didn't know it was the week that you came back. So it, when, yeah, or so like I the weekend. get back on the Thursday and I had two workshops the following weekend. So you do think, oh, a week and a half is plenty of time. I, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, because, because, so, so you guys know Gemma and I talk on a weekly basis and it's usually on Monday mornings. Well, Monday mornings for me, Monday evenings for her. And I was so, I was fully prepared to message her going like, hey, we can skip the Monday call since you just got back. And lo and behold, she messages me going like, I'm exhausted. I need a break. And I'm like, yeah, no worries, dude. Take all the time that you Mm. need. You should like relax and just, you know, slowly get back into things. Don't book anything. And then like on the weekend, I saw that she had this major workshop thing. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) she must have she I know she set this up before she went on vacation. So I'm like, I'm like, she's not going to rest. And then we're going to have to miss another week. Nothing like I don't. I don't care if we miss another week, but like she's, I know Gemma's not getting rest. So I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was quite a lot. And it wasn't just one workshop. It was two workshops, both were at new venues, which adds to kind of the stress level because I get nervous. And then one was quite a big workshop as well. So it, it was quite full on. So yeah, moral of the story, give yourself plenty of leeway. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So one point that I wanted to mention, because this actually happened to Gemma, um, it's when you take a break, make sure you take it in your own pace. Because a lot of the times, some people like to shoehorn as much stuff as possible. And I'm not going to get into detail. Basically, if you are taking a break, I want you to relax as much as you can. If your way of relaxing is going on hikes and stuff like that, that's great. If your way of relaxing is, you know, cuddling up to a plushie and stuff, lighting a candle, reading a book, then do that. You can try new things for sure. Mm. Set time with your friends. That's that's definitely um, important for when you go on a break. But don't do things that will exhaust you and then when you come back to work you feel like you're just exhausted yeah because that yeah. that was me because I I don't know what <laughs> I was expecting but I did not to ex- expect to be so so exhausted because I was out for like 10 hours a day um just walking all the time belly sat down um I packed the wrong shoes. Don't make the mistake of packing the wrong shoes if you're going on a trip where you're going to be walking all day. Um, Yeah, so I ended up coming back literally the most exhausted I've ever been. I was so tired. Um, Yeah, so the last thing I needed is to then have to jump back into business (laughs) stuff. I just wanted to sleep. Even like the weekend just gone, I just want to sleep. I'm still recovering. Yeah, it's a lot. Like people, so I... I'm actually also going to Japan this year and I got a lot of questions as to why I'm not going to like Tokyo and stuff like that. And so 
I'm only staying in the Kansai region with William and yeah a lot of my friends are like oh why don't you want to visit all these other places it's not saying that I don't want to visit these places first of all I have the luxury and the privilege of going to a place it's already great I don't want to shoehorn everything because I know I'm a potato that's not going to change we've talked about this right we talked about this a few episodes ago saying if you change into a full-time job and you were a potato before, you're not going to magically become like an early bird, right? You're yeah. going to be a potato. You're- <laughs> yeah. So I know I can't, you know, run around and experience all those things, which is fine. Mm. It's totally fine because then I'll just try to save up a little bit more and go back to where whichever country or whatever it is that I want to do again. Because, you know, there's always like, there's time. Mm. Um, Yeah, so... That's that's one of the key things is uh, make sure you take the break at your pace. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't have to be somewhere like Japan for you to feel tired. Yeah, exactly. It, it sounds harsh, but um, sometimes like family breaks can feel chaotic depending on your family. And or even if you're, you know, introverted and you're going on a holiday with friends like that may wear you out. So just keep these things into consideration. Although you're taking a break to do something, is it the type of break where you're actually going to come back rested? <laughs> or do you need time to rest in your business like or from your business when you return? One suggestion that I have from a friend is to go around your local area and cafe hunting. It's so cute. So basically what she does is she goes around the local area with her book because she reads a lot. And if she doesn't read, she likes to draw and she'll go to like different small business cafes, like not like Starbucks, not like uh, Waves Coffee and stuff like that, but like small business family owned cafes. And and then she'll not rate them, but then she'll pick out those places where she wants to go when she's back in school. And I was like, that is so cool. She's like, yeah, when am I going to ever have time to like do that? I'm not going to go to it. She can. She can go to different cafes every Sunday, but she wants to explore as much as possible. And that's a good way to kind of know your city a little bit more as well. I mean, I've lived here for like all my life. I can only name like none. I can name no <laughs> small. <laughs> I was thinking it's not a lot if she's taking that big a pause. <laughs> that pause wasn't an editing mistake. It's just Candace thinking really hard. Yeah. Um. um none. Yeah. And that's, uh, so that's kind of brings us on to a, another point is when you're having your break have kind of a list of the fun things you want to do um so you know when you're in busy mode you might think oh I just really want to play this like the the fun cravings come out when you're at your busiest so note them down so that when you have that time you can do them um, something I'll be doing on the summer break because it's not just a break from the podcast I'm also going to be taking it easy in my business generally over summer I'm going to do a tour of the Cotswolds so basically not just my town but all the surrounding towns and explore them like your friend over coffee shops but yeah to be fair that's what we'll be doing is probably finding coffee shops so I can sit down <laughs> but in like <laughs> these cozy towns that are around where I live yeah that's really nice that that being said, mm. please do not write a to-do list that's business-related. Mm. 
like if you are so what Gemma said is to write a to-do list of the fun things that you want to do while you're still working that way you have something to look forward to and you have something planned if you don't want to do that that's fine it's just you know Gemma likes to plan so we're gonna give her that um plan for fun things when we say don't write a to-do list for business related things we mean don't give yourself a a task to finish before you go on break because 90% of the time you're not going to finish it and you're going to be focused on that while you're on at vacation whatever it is or wherever it is that you are you're just going to be oh I didn't get this one thing done that I said I want to get to so I I want to get back to work ASAP to do that thing I don't want anyone to kind of experience that because that's just that makes a negative environment for your break like automatically yeah so I have started breaks feeling burnt out (laughs) because (sighs) I have set myself such a long to-do list of things to do before I go on break before I'm allowed to rest and that's kind of the mindset like I'm not allowed to rest unless I get all these things done and it's always too much on my list so I think question what you absolutely have to do and what can wait because is it really urgent I mean think of the context of our jobs um or our businesses is it actually urgent it's probably not actually urgent so stop putting so much pressure on yourself before you go on break to finish this long list of to-dos yeah Gemma and I were talking about it earlier we're like some of you might go like oh well I there are so many things that are absolutely important I used to be like that um and Gemma would yell at me she doesn't yell at me she'll just be like "Mm, is it though (laughs) (laughs) um it's the should versus could do if that's not enough for you to if you're like me you're gonna move everything from the could do to the should even though if you know it's a could one criteria that we want you to kind of evaluate or consider is is someone involved in the situation so for example uh, Gemma and I have to record a podcast and you know if if she wants to push it back or if I want to push it back I know someone is directly involved with my schedule because we're pushing back a production of something that is you know a co-op situation so you know sometimes if that person's like oh I cannot push it back because my schedule is blah 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 and I'm gonna go on vacation I mean this is exactly what happened we're recording early because I'm gonna be visually impaired um (laughs) so that's that's one thing if it's something like on you know the retail side the artist side and you're wanting to do a shop update because you said that you wanted to do 15 things done and you only got five and you have two two things left that can wait and if you're if you're saying oh but my customers are I don't care that can wait I'm very sure your fans will rather you you know take care of yourself than you know push through and get 15 things out yeah and when I mentioned I was going on my uh break to visit Japan people were really nice about it they're like oh have fun like it just kind of sets expectations for people you might interact with you know they're not expecting you to work during your break and if they are then you need to fire them as a friend or customer if they're expecting you to work when you're meant to be resting yeah i mean like i'm guilty of doing that though 
I'm guilty of replying to people when I when my automated message already goes out saying like I'm out of office blah 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 and then someone messages me I'll reply that don't don't do that so just set those things up like your out of office things and just leave it at that have a contact like if you for example if you're saying like oh I'm going to be out of office if you need something assisted and you have like a coworker or whatever you can go message this person who may be available you know and if it's a small business just say I'm unavailable until this date and then stick to it hold yourself accountable make an announcement if you need to because that's what I did I made it I made I think I made like four announcements building up to this day already something like that like I, I made it on my story so they're not like like solid announcements they're kind of like soft announcements but then I am planning to make a big announcement why do I make it sound so big I, I plan to make an official announcement and then have it pinned on my social media um like on all social medias and yeah so yeah you can think about announcements um set out of offices on your email but also consider setting out of offices on your social media where applicable. So for example, I set out of offices on my email, but I didn't think to do it on Instagram because I don't really interact uh, for business purposes on there. Although it's a business account, it's much more casual. But there was the one I'd forgotten about that I'd been interacting with on a business level via Instagram. And typically when I was away, that's when... <laughs> they were messaging requesting something and I missed it and when I returned I panicked because I thought oh no they think I've just ignored them for a couple of weeks um so set, give yourself that peace of mind and set out of offices kind of on all platforms where you might have inquiries um so I want to move us on to if you are a part-time business owner so you work full-time and you work on your business on the side you may be tempted when you book annual leave to work on your business. And I have been there, particularly in the early days where you get really excited to work on your business and you finally have the time to work on the stuff you've been wanting to work on. And I don't want to say don't do that, but just have a balance as well. If you know you book a week off work and you spent the entire week working on your business, where's the you time in that? So just be very considerate of that fact. Yeah, because nothing is worse than taking a break and then not actually taking a break and then questioning yourself, like, why am I so tired? Because then you'll forget. You're yeah. like, oh, I just went on break. I don't know why I'm so tired. You know, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. When the only problem was because you worked. Mm. <laughs> and I think it's easy when your business owner and you you love what you do a chunk of the time it's hard to switch off um yeah you just need to get out yeah like, get out of the house <laughs> get out of, like no <laughs> <laughs> or, or not if you're candace <laughs> I, wait. I, that's why i laugh i was like oh i should tell you that but i never leave my place yeah i don't my friends call me and, on that too oh i do it's really bad i struggle to convince myself to leave the house unless Callum's here I'm like mm. ah. I, I like I make excuses like oh 
looks like it might rain and I won't go outside, even though actually a walk would do me good. Anyway, we're kind of off topic, but yeah, basically if you're part-time, don't work all the time on your business, still have fun or else you'll be drained. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's kind of like getting in practice. It's similar to meditating. Meditating is extremely difficult at first. But once you get into practice of like actually, you know, taking in the space and, you know, choosing a place where you can tone, like wind down, then that's good. It's kind of like finding your break space. For me, I know that I need to get out of the workspace. Like I need to not see work related things. And so I know I'm going to be moving soon. And one of the things that I'm concerned about is how I want to arrange my new place to make sure that one, it's still spacious, but two, I don't see my stuff. So because I'm expanding my business now, if you're a retail owner and you're like me and you work from home and you're saying, well, Candace, I don't really want to get out of my space, but I think it's okay if I see my stuff at home. Like I'm at home all the time anyways. That's what makes it more difficult because you're at home all the time. So therefore, technically, you're surrounded by work all the time. The temptation to start drawing or like anything related to work is very high because you can see anything that triggers your creativity and then you'll go ahead and work. And then some of you might go like, Oh, that's fine then. Cause then like, you know, I'm relaxing. That's what makes me help. That's what helps me relax. Like, mm, I still don't want you doing that. So first, like for me, I'm actually going to, in my new place, I'm going to buy a curtain and I'm, I'm actually going to draw the curtain over my drawer. So I cannot like my shelf. So I cannot see my stuff as cheap. I don't have to like leave my place. Yeah. And that's like a bit of a routine, isn't it? Um, so usually when you work in a nine to five job, you would have your commute to kind of switch off. That could be part of your routine is like draw the curtain. Yeah. Some of you lock the doors. If you guys are closers or openers, you guys lock the doors and you're like putting this key away. I'm done. Some of you work on your laptops a lot, you know, marketing, blah, blah, blah close your laptop. I'm done. If you're at home and everything surround everything surrounding you is work related, draw a physical barrier that you you know. And I think that'll that'll do you some good. Yeah. And if you're we've mentioned this a few times in the past, I think. If you like to also have fun at your desktop, so like video games or watching Netflix or something, can that be done elsewhere? So for example, I have games on my Switch and my Switch is very underutilized, so I'll probably be doing that more in the summer, sitting on my sofa and playing video games there rather than at my desk. Because as soon as I'm at my desk, <laughs> I start to get kind of restless because I know that work is also there. Yeah. I'm actually considering asking William how to set up my computer to have different profiles. Now, I should I, do that. I, I can't I have figure different... out if this, yeah, because I don't, I know you can. I just don't know if this is so old in age that like it's disappeared. Cause I'm I'm I, I pretty think you sure. Can. Yeah, because me and Callum share his computer. Cause yeah, so I go on my profile on there. Yeah, so you must be able to because at the I minute know. I have different um, Google profiles, so I switch between Google profiles, but it's so easy to access all of them. 
but actually, oh, that is genius. I'm going to look into this. Yeah, because you're going to have to log off. You're going to have to go into the new thing. And then, yeah. I know one thing that is going to be less annoying is like, or more, so, could be annoying is sometimes you have to run things as administrator to, you know, have everything function properly. Um, but that's where I'm going to ask William to help me on that. If I can't run as administrator on my, like, play computer, I don't care. I don't need to work on my stuff anyways. I shouldn't be accessing my printer. <laughs> for fun. Or yeah, for like, fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, oh, another tip that I have for you illustrators out there, and maybe calligraphy too. Um, if you are going to be taking a break and calligraphy, you know, illustration is your way of relaxing, I highly suggest looking into either the writing style that is not the same as yours or illustrating something that's not related to what you do. So for example, when I'm taking a break, I can't draw Kit and Dina related things. Absolutely not. Or else I'll feel like I'm working. I can paint. You can use it. You can do different medias. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. So obviously I do calligraphy. And sometimes I miss just the, the relaxation side. So I create calligraphy, but I use pointer pen. So normally I would use brush pen, but I use pointer pen because it's more of a setup. It's not a tool I use all the time. And I kind of associate it with the relaxation side of calligraphy for me now. Um, and watercolor, because I love just painting random shapes and doodles and just having fun. Um, and going, Callum, look what I've made. And he's like, what is that? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> it, but it's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so I agree. You can still connect with your art form, but just in a different way. Yeah, because I, I cannot paint to save my life. And William can't either. So when I go, hey, do you want to paint for fun? Both of us are like, you know painting away we don't know what we're doing we're causing a mess but that's okay um but yeah like that's the whole point of taking a break is to remove yourself from the work environment and if you know whatever it is that you're doing that's a skill that's related to work maybe consider doing something else yeah cool um and one last tip i think this is the last tip is uninstall apps so when I was away on my Japan trip, I uninstalled Facebook, Instagram, Gmail, Pinterest, basically every app that triggers work mode and that I could check. So uninstalling is better than saying you won't check stuff because guess what happens? You will check stuff if it's on your phone. So just as uninstall them. Yeah, it's definitely an easier way of, you know, rather than trying to hold yourself accountable because we, we all know you're not going to. Another thing that you could do if you are really not wanting to let it go or for whatever reason you cannot uninstall, um, lock those apps. Like literally childproof those apps. I don't know. I, can you, you can do Google. that? Yeah, you can. That makes sense. Yeah, like I, I can restrict how long I'm on Instagram. I do that. Like, my phone will be like, oh, you have, like, a few minutes left on this, blah, 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 and then locks you for the day. Um, and then I can't access it. Mm. Anyone <laughs> who is on my mailing list will know that I've been having a battle with these apps because 
it was really hard at first. I, you know, when I had a moment where I was waiting around, my instinct was to open these apps. And I'm like, oh, they're not there. That's really annoying. What do I do? But then once I got over that, I enjoyed not constantly like doom scrolling. The amount of time I waste scrolling through random crap, <laughs> like on Facebook and Instagram. And I just didn't miss it. But then, you know, it's like an addiction, isn't it? Social media. So I installed them and then I'm like, no, why am I doing this? Uninstall them. Then I reinstalled them. Then I uninstalled them. I've like uninstalled them like four times since coming back in three weeks. Um, yeah, I'm trying to cut down. Yeah, I get it. The one thing that really helped me now, this is like expensive, but like the one thing that really helped me understand that those social media apps are really not that helpful for me was when I was on that cruise and I literally had no reception um, and I had no access to those things. At one point I did think about working and I was like, oh, there's nothing else I can do. We're waiting for a show. I'm full as heck um, from our meal. So maybe I'll go on my phone and I'm like, oh, wait, I don't have reception nothing's gonna work and then after I that was like on day three of my vacation and I just didn't care afterwards so sometimes uninstalling is great but if you have zero self-control like myself and you're probably gonna try to reinstall the app afterwards and if you're in an area where you can just lock it because the phone will not give it up it's kind of like the those like those wine bottle locking things. Some people, mm. I don't know what those are, but like you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like for those yeah. of you listening, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's like those ads where you see you put a lock on your bottle and then you can't access it until like X amount of hours. I think they have that available on your phone. If you have a lot of self control and you just want to have like a second, you know, line of defense in terms of trying to switch off. You can always, if for those of you who have iPhones, you can set your do not disturb prior to, you could do this on your, on your yeah, own, like on fair, a daily basis I, anyways. A few months ago, maybe six months ago, I changed my notifications so that I don't get notifications basically. And sometimes it's awkward, like when Callum's asked for help and I've not seen the message, but nine times out of 10, it's stuff I don't need to be seeing. And that's helped get rid of a lot of this digital mental clutter. So definitely look in reducing notifications. When you say message, you mean like iMessage? Uh, no, like Facebook Messenger. That's where we tend to communicate. Ah, okay. So um, I'm part of a group chat that I enjoy, but I don't need to be receiving 100 messages during the day when I'm trying to work. So I cut down on those notifications as well. But it means occasionally I don't spot when Callum needs help with something. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense if he messaged you on Facebook. Because how I have it set up is... So during the day, between 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., I have my notifications on. And it's okay for, like, personal stuff to go through as well. After 6 o'clock is priority only. So... If you are in my favorites list, then I'll see the notification. Or if you emergency call me. And then after 11 p.m., 
or 12 a.m. Either or, doesn't matter. It's on full do not disturb and the only people who can access me are if you are on my favorites list. And like, I don't put that light, like I don't put that list lightly. That sounds so bad. I'm not picking no, favorites, okay. I, I but know like, what you mean. Yeah. People shouldn't yeah, like, be able to access you in the middle of the night unless it's urgent. Yeah. Um, like, and my example, sister, like, mm-hmm. my sister once phoned me at 4 a.m. in the morning and I was like, oh no. Because if you receive a call at 4 a.m. in the morning, it's not, it's good, not good news. Yeah. Um, and a family member had recently had quite a serious accident as well. So I thought, oh no. And she was like, Gemma, guess what? I'm like, what? And she's like, I got a raise. I'm like, Amy, <laughs> it's 4 a.m. Oh, in the morning. Oh, man. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and she worked night shifts. So, but come on, don't ring people at 4 a.m. in the morning. That could have waited a few hours. I was so annoyed. Oh, God. Yeah, no. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt been... you. But... No, no, 100%. That is, that is one of those reasons where I would have been like, are you joking? Do you want me to remove you off my favorites? Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. For for example, my best friend, um, they are on my favorites. And although their significant other is also close to me, I would like to say that, um, if you're listening to me and you're my best friend's like significant other, you know who you are. Um, but I only have one of them, which is obviously my best friend, because I don't need both of them on my list that's how that's how much i cherish it like if i have a group of people like a friend group i'll only have usually one person that i reach out to a lot anyways so i'm very selective i just want people to know you don't have to put everyone on that list okay i i have seen so many people where they're like oh yeah on my do not disturb I wish I was making this up. I have my do not disturb list and my favorites list. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, and we were just randomly talking about like, um, something and they were like, oh, I have my parents on there. I have my siblings on there. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. And then they started listing off like 10 to 50 other people. And I'm like, dude, that's your whole contacts list. And they're like, well, you never know if it's an emergency. And I'm like, what? Okay. If that's the case, what you can do is have a set in a way where your favorites call will go through immediately and the calls that come in. So I don't exactly remember what it's called. Let me look at it real quick. So it is called settings. It's not called settings. It is in your settings. Um, let's see. It's in your do not disturb. Okay. Right. I only have four people on my favorites list. I can also select, this is for iPhone users. I can also select what apps can notify me as well. So Facebook, Instagram, Etsy, those are all not on there. Um, and so for do not disturb notifications. No. Okay, well, whatever it is, I remember it. Okay, it's basically if the call comes in twice within one minute, it'll go through. But it uh, has to be calls. Yeah. 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 
Um, and I mean, me and Candice are in different time zones. So we're contacting each other kind of in odd hours for the other person a lot of the time. So I think it's inevitable. Yeah, having do not disturb <laughs> is helpful for that reason. Because at first I was scared to message Candice at certain times because I didn't want to disturb her. And she's like, oh no, I don't see it anyway. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'll see it when I need to see it. It's usually when I wake up. It'll still go into my notifications, but like I have to manually check, but my phone won't go off. Yeah. The only thing that will go off automatically without anything is my security camera. Mm. Oh, I used to and, have yeah, that. Security camera, but there's yeah. a spider that's been building a cobweb in front of our no. camera for a while. So it used to freak me out when I got a notification at 3 a.m. Ew. Like, I'm sorry. The camera has spotted something and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and it says, oh, it's a spider. Um, and for those that don't know, I have something called sclerophobia, which is a phobia of burglary. And it's kind of eased in recent years, but it used to really trigger me. <laughs> so having that turned off actually helped as well. I would be so triggered mm. if that was me. Yeah, I cannot. I There was one time where the garage security camera picked up on something and I saw a leg and I just threw my phone like like a spider leg. Oh, I thought you meant a person leg. A person leg would be creepier. Oh, no. I no, was I like, would, wait, you threw your phone no, and I just left it. I freak out. No, no, but I saw a foot, like a spider's foot leg thing. Yeah. And, like just poke up and then like land. And I'm like, no. Anyway, is... one off on a tangent. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so that wraps up our discussion on how to switch off. We hope you found these tips helpful so that you can switch off better and be better rested. So we will be taking a summer break, as we mentioned. So we will not be uploading any new podcast episodes, but we will be back in September. So keep your eyes out. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. And yeah, we will be back. Don't forget as well, if you haven't left us a review yet, please leave us a review because it lets us know that you're listening. And yeah, I think that wraps up season one. Yay, cool, yay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna clap my hands. I don't care. We did a we did a lot for our first season and I'm yeah. really excited. Thank you all for listening to us and yeah, we're gonna take a break and we'll see you guys in September. Bye. Bye.